Hey everybody, welcome to podcast number 13. Podcast numero 13. 13, <laughs> y'all. Uh, it's Massey and Mike, and we're back. Self-evident podcast. This is, actually, we're filming this the day before Thanksgiving, and the reason is because we're crazy. Yeah. We're pretty dang nuts, you know? Are we crazy? I think crazy is a good word. We're insane. Crazy. And we even have Jonathan Berg. Jonathan, put Jonathan. your face in the camera. Yeah, okay. just just lean over. Yeah. We'll get you in both shots. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's this guy. That's, no, that's fine. He's one Whatever. of our video tech guys. This this guy. Uh, this guy. He knows what he's doing. We got my son here too. So his first Isaiah? podcast. He's his first time sitting in. So he's say like, something. <laughs> say something in the microphone. Hello. <laughs> so he's watching the other camera guys, and it's awesome. So, um, the last two podcasts that you've seen have been interviews, and we're excited about those. I'm actually really excited about them because they're actually hitting real issues. Guys, also. Um, if you guys haven't listened to our stories, those are up as well. They're archived now. Okay. And uh, you know what the cool part about all this is? Is we're just getting started, man. Again, Boom. 13 weeks of this Woo. that we've been going at it. And God is good, man. He's been he's been so good to us. And uh, thank you for everybody watching and, and listening and sharing and commenting. I, I even got a guy commenting tonight. He said, mm. I watch all of your podcasts. Really? And he said, I'm really encouraged by them. Dude, and it's crazy because it's cool. like, sometimes I'm like, man, dude, you know, it doesn't have all the views I want or it doesn't yeah. have, you know, but that doesn't matter. What's mattering is, is it's setting people free and people are getting answers and that's what we're after. I'm not out to be, and, and I say this a lot, I'm not out to be political. Um, I think that's a stupid way to attack these issues yeah. um, because uh, you can see the narrative being drawn in by the media. Uh, and it's done that, a great job of that. I just shared a parody on my Facebook. If you guys go on Massey Compost, the Facebook, I shared a parody. It was a uh, uh, Queen's uh, parody on what is it, Bohemian Rhapsody. But it, <laughs> it was this thing on social media and how people bicker back and forth, both conservatives and liberals, and it's stupid. And he's right because the talking points are way wrong. He actually says a line in there that really got me because I always say it. People memorize talk show hosts. They don't memorize <laughs> and they don't know facts. Yeah. They memorize talk show hosts, and it was so good. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, I had to share it because it's so true, but yet comical. And, and he made it comical. Um, but this isn't funny, you know, especially yeah. the topic we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, the topic we're going to address tonight is abortion. And I got to be honest with you guys. The more I read about it, the more I study it, the more I know about it, the more... Uh, entrenched in my view or God's view of life, the more entrenched I get in it, the more frustrated it makes me. Yeah. And the reason is because how can anybody, after looking at these pictures, after uh, knowing when life begins, which is that creation and conception, right? How can you look at these things, know the statistics, and still say you're for it? Yeah, and one of the reasons you know we we brought this up, one of the reasons we decided to talk about this was it's such a hot topic in, in society. Isn't it's, it? It's such a hot topic in culture and obviously. And why? You know, and that's the thing is it, it, it's honestly driving me nuts. That it's even an argument. It's even a debate, dude. And if we're going to do this and we're going to say that this is okay, well then I want you to know exactly what's going on for something yep. that you're saying is okay. Right. I, wa agree. I want you to know the exact process that's Hello. happening. So that way you can look back and, and say, yeah, I still support that. If you do, that's on you. Bro, like the only thing that'll get you is the illumination of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. The only thing that'll get you. Like if, if you cannot be convinced by reason that abortion is wrong and it is murder 
and that you're taking a life, right? Nobody likes murder that I know of. Even when you're psychotic, you're doing it as a last measure. It's more of a cry for help to me. It's what I think it's demonic stuff. When people go out and do mass shooting sprees, it's demonic stuff, right? And you can sit and agree or disagree with me and call me crazy, but it's demonic crap because that's utterworldly stuff. You don't just do that. Nobody is created to murder, okay? Matter of fact, if it's true, right? Jesus or God said, thou shalt not murder, right? You shall not kill one another. In other words, because rage in a man is always there, jealousy, all these things. And the first thing we want to do is take revenge. Jesus said, even if you hate someone in your heart, you commit murder. That's it, right? How can we be so full of apathy to That's think... That's a good word. You know, the, how can we be so full of apathy to accept the fact that we could kill a baby at, on, on, on demand? Yeah. That I'm glad you use the word apathy. I'm really glad because that that's really what it boils down to for a lot of people. Absolutely, is out of sight, out of mind. <clears throat> so I'm not going to care because it's it's n- not something that affects me on a day to day basis. Stupid, you know. And I I don't want to say stupid to be mean and forgive me for that. I shouldn't have said that. I just get heated on this argument. Now there's going to be women that watch this, some that don't agree, and that's okay, right? And 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 people be like. You're not a woman. How could you talk about it? Nope, but I'm a dad. Yep. But I'm a dad who wants to be a dad. Dude, you know when? That's exactly when I went into overdrive about this topic was my son. Was looking at him and thinking, there are people who destroy the life of their kid. That's right. Who end their kid's life. And I look at my son and I go, how could anybody possibly think this is okay to do? It's just, yeah. <clears throat> if you think, of, and I just, you know, kudos to Mark Wahlberg. We just went and watched this movie. It's called Instant Family. Yeah. It was very, very good. They, they adopted three kids, and, and it's a true story. It's based on the director's life, actually. I didn't know that. Huh. Um, the director's, th- that's what Mark said this, on this interview. But I got to give it props because it starts to talk about how many families are actually looking for kids, right? And yeah. they want to have kids, and some of them can't have kids. And how many kids are in the foster system? You know what I mean? So and now that's where the people are, see if we didn't have abortions, there'd be more kids in the foster system, blah, 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 right? No, if we were teaching godliness, there wouldn't be kids in the foster system, right? And we would have communities taking over for these kids the way the Amish do it. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes I think we dog on the Amish, but you know what, dude? They got it right. When someone dies in that community, guess what happens? They, they disperse the kids to people that they trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And so w- if we had a true community of love, we wouldn't see these kids in foster homes. And you know what you'd be crying out for? Not that kids would be murdered, but that you would create a family so that these kids wouldn't end up on the streets, so that they wouldn't end up in foster homes and they wouldn't end up aborted. Mm-hmm. Creating a culture of women who understand that they're worth something. Right. We're going to go through some statistics and you're going to go through a really uh, heavy period of this. But we got hot on this topic. And, and, oh. and I didn't think I was going to get this hot on it but it, i needed to i i needed to say this right that <clears throat> if i'm angry at taking a life i can't imagine what god feels no. i i can't imagine the hurt he feels by being created in his image and here we think that we can take a life i i, I just yeah. i'm still tripping about that yeah it's it's one of the, I don't want to get into the the catch all arguments, you know. Because I understand. It, it, I don't want to be generalistic yeah. either. Um, but one of the things that that I do want to put down is one of those catch all arguments: the idea that if you're unsure, okay, if we're having a debate about whether or not this is a life, 
why aren't we playing it on the side of caution and going, well, we'll just play it safe and say it's a life? You know what I mean? I like, know what why, you're saying, yeah. Why, why are we going, oh, well, we don't know when, we're not sure, so let's just go ahead and do it. Wait a second. Take a break. Hold on. If you're not sure, that means there's a chance it could be a life, right? And if you're going to tell me that a couple of clumps of cells on Mars is considered life, well, then a couple of clumps of cells in a woman's body is considered life. That's exactly too, right. right. And it's these yeah. same people that try to discredit religion or God, right? Because no. they want facts. I'm, in, I'm interested in the facts, man. I'm interested in the facts, you know, because that's why I believe in abortion, because it destroys the Bible. Are you sure about the facts in abortion? Yeah. Are you sure? And as the science gets better, more and more people are becoming pro-life. Dude, we were we were tripping about discovering bacteria on Mars. We were tripping about that. And we called it, uh, in every newspaper called it life. Mm-hmm. Life is found on Mars. You remember that? You yep. remember the pictures you could see, the little amoeba, whatever it was, bacteria, whatever it was? They called it life. And we want to explore that planet because we found life. Can people truly live on that? You're trying to find new places for people to live and you want to kill them in the womb. Dude, I'm still dumbfounded by this. Yeah. And if you can't feel the weight of this, I don't know what will make you feel the weight of it, dude. And if you're a parent and you're not sure, you're kind of whatever, or if you're pro-choice, I want you to really (laughs) look at your kids and say, could I choose to end this kid? Could I have chosen to stop this kid in all the, the memories, all the potentials, all the beauties, all the flaws? Are you willing to say that, yeah, not a problem? <laughs> no, yes, dude. no. And that's, that's one of the things that floors me the most are people who are parents who are pro-choice. call themselves pro-choice and, and very adamant and here's here's one of the caveats that that i had told you before we started that i really want to hammer is it's not the people who have had abortions that i'm pointing my guns at so to speak okay they they did what they felt they had to do now i disagree with that choice so do i right but the people that i'm really pointing my guns at the people that I'm really upset and frustrated with are the ones that are standing next to them, telling them to go do it. They're telling them, go ahead and celebrate this. Go, go, please. Do it. Keep going. Have fun. Those are the people that I'm mad at. Because you took somebody who's in a tough situation, you took somebody who's struggling with a life-changing moment, and you said, well... You know, if if you just do this, if you just end this life, your life will go back to normal. How dare you? I, you can't. Everything that you're saying, everything that you're saying is right. The ones that I believe will be judged, and the ones who preached, who Jesus preached hellfire to the most were the ones that knew the truth, the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. They studied the scriptures. They knew Old Testament prophecy. They knew all these things, and they demanded perfection from people around them, and they themselves didn't practice it. Yeah. They pushed them. But matter of fact, Jesus said, it's because you hold the keys of knowledge and you withhold it from them. You hold the keys of knowledge, though, and you keep them buried, yeah. right? I believe it's not the people who... I believe God had... This is going to sound crazy, but 
<clears throat> the people who are the loudest to me are the ones I can actually respect. It's yeah. the ones that are sitting there behind closed doors that I cannot, I cannot have respect in that regard. I'm not saying they can't change. I'm not saying I don't pray for those because we need more laborers in the harvest. I really believe that. But I don't know how you can sit in this country seeing the ills of society, the evils, the things that are happening to our children, the things being taught in public schools with our money, uh, how families can be run amok, how kids now sometimes run the home because yeah. parents don't know how to discipline anymore. Yeah. How can you sit back and say that, oh, my gosh, there's nothing to do? What is my calling? I just, dude, that's, just, that's just one role. Yeah. You know, we, I saw my role in a couple different areas. I saw the need to reach young adults with the truth. That's what I pastor. I saw the need to go preach about the biblical view of America and uh, God's role of government and how he established and ordained it. Why our republic based on God is actually the best system of government ever created, mm -hmm. right? Our founders through their flaws teach about what why they wrote this document that's so pure that gives gives people rights coming from mm -hmm. God. My, I saw an, an intent and a purpose to preach on that. Just the 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 issue of of life and abortion alone is a tackleable issue. Yeah. Here, here's one issue that I'm going to say, and I get into trouble saying this stuff. I don't believe it'll end because the pro-life industry is over a billion-dollar-a-year industry. I'm just being honest. Hmm. All those years of voting pro-life, brother. Where is it gotten us? Dude, since 73, all these people voting pro-life, how many babies has it saved? They're still dying at the rate of 3,700 a day. Hmm. Still. Republican Congress, Senate, President. Did they stop it? Nope. Now people say, we just lost seats to the Democrats. What's the difference? I mean, we're still going to... It's not getting fixed. Yeah. And now we're electing justices. Oh, you know, look at the, their opinion on, on Roe v. Wade. You know, oh, and then uh, who was it? The guy that just... Gorsuch. Well, I'm not going to rule on that because it's constitutional. Right? Yeah. And that's what William Wilberforce stood on. We're going to abolish and we're going to see uh, slavery abolished in England. And it happened. Yeah. Right. And until people start talking that way, it ain't going to change. Well, just that guy's pro-life. He says he's pro-life. He's totally pro-life. He stood for pro-life. You know, people are now passing the heartbeat bill. Why is it that we're taking inches when a Democrat never gains inches? They gain yards, dude. Yeah. They gain yards. Like, I want to see someone say, and we will not continue. I will filibuster until we start to see and understand that life is life. Regardless of what you think, science says it, God says it, we all say it, everyone in this room with kids knows it, it's life. And if it wasn't, why do you terminate it? Why Boom. do you have to terminate it if it's not life, if it's not breathing and it's not living? Thank you. You don't have to terminate something that isn't living. Let me ask you a question. What happens if you don't act upon that fetus or that embryo? Which what happens? Way? It continues to grow. It continues to grow. It becomes a baby. And through the natural process, unless something goes wrong, it becomes a healthy baby that's born. You have to act upon it to end it. You have to stop it. That's right. So don't give me this clump of cells so it doesn't matter. No, you're ending the potential human, let alone the fact it's already considered human. Bro, we'll throw fences around trees in Washington, D.C. to protect trees. 
God help us. We'll throw fences around trees to protect trees. And we don't even have the same regard for a child. A baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to go down the old road of what they do with eagle eggs. That's that everybody knows those stats. Yeah. Why don't we talk about what happens in these abortions? Why yeah. don't we why don't we start Be- discussing this because stuff? Because I don't think enough people know and especially people who support it, I don't think really understand the process that goes on. Right. So you have the first trimester, right? Which that's up to 13, 14 weeks, right? right. If you want to pull it up just so I'm not getting this wrong. So we've got the first trimester. Normally, the procedure for that is for the woman to take RU486, which ends up stopping blood flow to the baby. Right. So, so you've, you've ended blood flow to this being, to this living being. Crazy, isn't it? Okay. So that's the normal first trimester period. They end blood flow. Then they vacuum it out. Now, this vacuum is 10 to 20 times stronger than a household vacuum. It tears the body apart as it sucks it through. Then they go in to scrape the rest of the pieces out. Let's go to the second trimester. So this this process called dilation and evacuation is performed anywhere between 13 to 24 weeks. So by this time, the baby's at least seven inches long, or around seven inches, depending on the weeks, obviously. That's, that's folks, that's about this big. Yeah. It could be that big at Seriously, this point. it's this big. Y'all have seen and, puppies this big. And they're viable. They, they have been able to survive out of the womb at like 20 weeks, 22 <laughs> dude, weeks. Dude, if abortion should be legal, why do we even have premature saving units? Why do we have units in hospitals that are that are preemie why, units? Why is it a double homicide if a woman's killed Bro. while she's pregnant? Bro. <laughs> because you can choose its life. Who made you God? Who made you God? If someone killed one of your friends, you would say it's because they didn't choose to die. Well, when did the baby choose? I mean, come on, dude. I love the argument, bro. Before you continue, yeah, cool, people cool. are like, "Man, you know, but w- the baby couldn't survive on its own. And if it's if it's if it's y- y- you know on its own, it's it's useless and it can't do it." Dude, bro, cool. Why don't I throw you freaking stark naked in Antarctica with no clothes on and you go survive? Mm-hmm. You survive. How long do you think your two year old would survive without because, your help? Exactly, because that's exactly what it feels like to a baby: mm-hmm. cold, naked, ignorant, Scared. can't talk. So if you're around a bunch of uh, n- natives of that area, you can't speak the language, what's going to happen? Are you going to be scared just like the baby? Mm-hmm. Oh, give me this, man. Dude, this is, this is so ardently, oh, it's frustrating. Dude, the first right written by the founders in the Declaration of Independence, he said, among these inalienable rights are life. life. Without life, you can't have liberty or the pursuit of happiness. Without life, you got nothing. Without life, dude, you don't even have a voice to say anything about pro-choice or pro-life. Without life, you don't even have the right to an opinion because you don't have one. How dare, how dare we? How dare we? How dare we think that life is in our hands? You know what, dude? I look at my three boys 
every day. And you know what I think? God gave me those as a responsibility because it's on my watch now. Mm-hmm. How they are raised as men is on me and my wife. Mm-hmm. It's not, well, I hope they grow up to be good boys one day. My job is to mold them as men one day, every day, so that when I see them get older, they can be productive members of society and so that they show their boys and their daughters that they're treasured, valued, and loved. And so that their daughters don't get taken advantage of or they find more self-worth in them so that they don't give themselves up to any guy that says, I love you. And for all of you that are judging me right now and telling me, see, you're blaming it all on women. No, I'm not done yet. So that they would teach their boys how to respect a woman enough that it's God's daughter, not yours. So don't take from her because lust gives or lust takes and love gives. Real love to a woman waits. Until you know that you're married because that is God's treasure. Sex is God's treasure. That's, that's a unity. It's a bond between a man and a woman when they're married. It's a covenant. And that night of, procre- or that night of, of, of intimacy is a symbol and, a, and, a, and, a, and a basically a covenant mm-hmm. between each other. Flesh on flesh, dude. That is a covenant of marriage. If you've already done that before marriage, are you really committed you, do you see how much trouble is caused by not following what God has told us oh to do? Oh, my gosh. If you would just wait, you would come into the covenant with sobriety and gravity and understanding and know that, okay, I'm, I'm in this covenant for life. Yes. I'm going to protect you, her. You've suddenly done away with having to worry about STDs, having a pregnancy on your own, being in financial hardship, right? struggling with, with these pressures of life alone. You've done away with all of that. Yep. You've done away with rape culture. You've done away with sexual assault on campus. Do, do people see that this goes back to a choice made about whether or not you're going to have sex. Like I was, I was having a conversation with some of my employees when I was working in, in Wisconsin. Where? In, in Wisconsin Where? at Kilwins. Moment, Moment of, of silence. silence. Thank Maybe. you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we were talking about, um, what was it? Was it birth control? Like free birth control? And, and that was the Bernie thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, kind of being talked about. Yeah. During the whole Bernie thing. And, right. And, right. And I was making the argument. Well, no. Oh, well. And my whole point was you're making the choice. To have sex. That's exactly right. We're the you're ones doing making it. the choice. Not me. So you're trying to avoid the consequences of your choice. And that's exactly what this is. It's exactly it. avoiding the consequences of your choice. We're trying to wipe it away. We're trying to hide the sin by committing an even graver sin than anybody else could fathom. Dude, this is so crazy. This is so crazy how you're just telling me this and just stuff comes, you know? The same people that say abortions prevent um, babies who grow up poor, right, or moms that can't take care of them financially unstable, are the same ones advocating to have more money funded to single parents. Yeah. And telling Bro! them and telling them go ahead and have sex all you want. 
It's it's consequence free. It's fun. Go ahead and just do it, dude. Hey Isaiah, hop on the microphone quick, right here. What 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 are you and your brothers and I every single morning talk about? What 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 are we supposed to do with young women? Go on the microphone. We protect them and respect them and forgot some of the parts, but it's like pretty much all I know. Like we take care of them and respect them. Why? To. To show kindness. And That's stuff. exactly right. Because they're God's daughters, right? We talk about that almost every day. They're God's babies, right? What do you think about little babies? I think... What do you think about Isaac when you see him? I feel like he's happy and stuff. Yeah. What do you what do you feel like? What do you do, do you like having mommy and daddy at home? Yeah. Cuz why we love you? What 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 is it that you like having about us? You like um take care of us and show us movies and take us out to do fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But we love you. Right? And that's important. And he gets just as emotional as I do. He really really does. He really starts to feel it. Buddy, if you could look at any mom out there, any dad out there about to have a baby, what would you tell them? They're going to grow up to be God's children. <laughs> I didn't teach him that. I didn't teach him that. They know that on their own, right? Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Man, that camera. Every time I hear him talk, he's so like, he gets emotional. Like yeah. when he gets put on the spot, it's like for him, it's real. Um, him and his brothers are always <clears throat> every morning we go to school, right, buddy? What we talk about what are we gonna do with our teachers? What are we gonna do with new people? What are we gonna do with young women? If I don't teach them that now, when are they gonna learn it? Yeah. By the movies <laughs> that are in Hollywood? Yeah, right. Again, the same people saying we should not, you know, hey, we, we shouldn't have single pa- single parents this, single parents that are advocating for these movies to be made in Hollywood. Now, okay, I'm not of the opinion that movies get people to do stuff, but when it's a constant yeah, when, in your face. When you're bombarded with, with certain belief systems or certain world outlooks, like here's a perfect example. We're a celebrity-saturated culture. Totally. Now celebrities' opinions matter about elections. Um, I'm not saying celebrities don't have an opinion. I don't even like when conservatives say, ah, he should just stick to playing basketball. He should stick they're, to this. They're allowed to have opinions. <laughs> yeah, right. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because when they agree with you, is like, oh, yeah, I like that baseball exactly. player. I like that guy. No, don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's got an opinion, right? But when we start to hold their opinion above the word of God, mm-hmm. when we start to hold the opinion of man and politicians above the word, and you're a Christian, there's a problem with that. And guys, all of you that are for abortion, please look at this camera. Look at me dead in the eyes, okay? I have one question for you. You consider abortion a right, which is unconstitutional anyways. That was a, it was a, it was a, a, a judge, judge's decision, a judge's opinion that did not pass through Congress and Senate. There is no law that says abortion is legal, right? You consider it a right. What other right under God is funded by the government? Because if you believe that, then because I have the freedom to own guns and to the right to bear arms, the government should buy them for me. I don't want them to. Do you know why? Because then it, comes, it becomes government property. I don't want you touching my stuff. Yeah. Okay? 
I want you to leave my kids alone. And if people were responsible for their own kids, I mean this, we would see a, a, a sharper down, a downturn on abortion. When you become responsible, when people start to, when parents start to become parents, not stuck at two jobs just to try to make a living, or not even just to try to make a living, to try to keep up with the Joneses. You know what the number one um, factor is to bring a family out of poverty? A high school diploma and getting married. Getting married. Getting married. Sticking to your commitment. Yep. Number one factor to get a family out of poverty. And we can really go on this line here for a second, too, about marriage. The number one problem that we have, I believe, in this country, you can, you can judge everything by it, is a commitment problem. Mm-hmm. Everything that we see out there that's wrong is a commitment problem. We think, if I tell that guy I'm going to be there tomorrow, well, you know, I just don't feel like it. I'm not going to do it. That downward turn keeps going. Mm-hmm. Young people now, they just call into work because they want to. They don't have to go to school anymore. They don't need to make the commitment. Now we get married, and dude, they swear before God and everybody that they will, through, till death do us part, richer for poorer, sickness and health. They read the vows to each other. They spend thousands of dollars on photography and the building to get married in and the dresses and the rings and all these things. And within years, a couple of years, right, the statistic what is it, 50% of marriages now end in yeah, divorce? Something like that. Right? Did you not make a covenant with your mouth? Be a man and own your covenant. That's where I'm going to be on men. Be a man and own your covenant. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife, when's the last time you fasted for her? When's the last time you got on your knees for your wife for her to understand that this marriage is between you and God, not you and her? When's the last time you took your family to prayer on your knees and, and petitioned the God of heaven to illuminate their eyes so that they would go to church? Right? When's the last time you and my wife would be like, but what about the woman? Yeah, and I know that, and we'll get there in a second. But when is the last time you as a man said, no, Lord, the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loved the church? Because not all the church is perfect, and God still has everlasting love to his bride. He has never failed you. He's never forsaken you. And you have no right to do that to your wife, unless adultery. And even then, I don't believe you're supposed to find the way out. I believe you're supposed to reconcile. Exactly. I wish none of that on any marriage, not even my own. I even hate talking about this because I don't even want to be tried by it, right? But my job is to love my wife. As Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. You know what I do with my wife? Ask her. I wish she was here. I empower her. I lead her. I help her. And you know what? I keep my hands off. Do you know why? Because she's good and well ready with the Holy Ghost to do what she needs to do. She is so right in what she does and the decisions she makes. Does she make bad ones sometimes? So what? It teaches you. She's not failing. She's pursuing. And it's teaching her we're not to fail. I can't get mad at her for that if she's pursuing Christ. You know what she does in return? She does something that the Bible says she respects me. Exactly. She's a difference. Dude, uh, Vadi Bakum, Dr. Vadi Bakum said this once. He said, oh, but she don't love me anymore. It doesn't matter. He he was doing this parody. You're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. He said, yeah, but she hates me. She's become an enemy to me. Yeah, the Bible says to love your enemies then. (laughs) Right? Well, we're separated. We're apart. We're still going to the same church. Well, the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself. Talking to the man. Yeah. 
right? No escape. The only reason we see a lot of these things is a commitment problem, and I believe it starts with the men, because we're the ones held responsible for it. You want to know why the patriarchy exists? Is because men have become jerks and have not allowed the women to rise. We have not allowed our women to have a say in things. And you know what happens? We'll go get a chick knocked up and say, oh, well, if she gets an abortion, it's on her. It's her choice. That's not a man. That's not a man, dude. And you know what, men? All of you out there whose wives have, or women have had abortions and you didn't want it to happen, God honors what you're doing. Totally. He knows your heart. But if we listen to him, if we submit to him, if we fast and pray to him, if we look in the eyes and through the eyes of God, I promise you, I promise you, he can turn any situation into, into a different situation. He's a God of the miraculous. It still exists today, guys. It hasn't changed. Yeah. He's still a miraculous God. I'm living proof of it. Dude, I'm telling you, I have sat and fasted for people, for, for, for me to change, concerning people in my life. And dude, I'm t- with, within days of me fasting, yeah. people change. I change. Situations change. Things occur. Things happen. Because I believe in my God, right? Why is that a far-fetched thing? Right? Why is that? A, I honor the people who sit and pray Against abortion. I do. Absolutely. Because, dude, they're, they're making a sacrifice of their life to do that. That is their prayer life. That's what they cry out for. That's awesome, right? <clears throat> Now's the time to say we need to abolish it. Not just pray for life, mm-hmm. but abolish abortion. Abolish murder. You want to stop murdering in schools? <laughs> People are going to be like, you want to stop all murdering schools if abortion was done? Nope. If we taught the value of life, we would. You know, will, will, will the gospel ever eradicate evil? No, the evil you'll always have with you. People, or the poor you'll always have with you, right? But we'll love the poor. We won't just say, oh, we should help them, and then keep going on about our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and people use that argument in, rant in, over. in terms of the whole abortion. Well, you, you just care about them until they're born, then you don't care. <laughs> There's lots of Christian organizations that are dying to help these women through raising their children or to find families for these children to, to have foster homes for these children. Right. John John can attest to this. Having the young adults group, how many of these young adults, 18 to 25, right. (laughs) Come in broken because they were never valued at 23 years old. They're coming in undervalued 19, 20, We've, we've, he can attest to it. I, He's I, one of my leaders. He's I, one of the leaders in the, in, the, in the deal. I really believe we have a mental illness um, epidemic because we have so many kids that grew up not being loved and appreciated. So with the second trimester, we've got uh, dilation and evacuation, right? Very, very clean terms, right? So... Performed between 13 to 24 weeks, like we covered. Um, at that point, could be up to seven inches long. Right. So at this point, the baby is too strong to just be vacuumed out. It's it's too well formed. It's too put together, Listen right? To that. So what do we have to do? All right. So they take a clamp with rows of teeth, and they use it to grasp an arm or a leg and tear it off. Then they tear each limb 
they tear the midsection apart, and then finally they crush the head and then vacuum it out. Whatever's left, scrape it out. They put the body back together on a tray to make sure they got all the parts. Mind you, at this point, there was a beating heart. Everybody just picture that. I, here, just I, picture that. Yeah, here, I want I want to read this stuff. So, actually, you know what? We'll we'll put it. In yeah. there. Can you put it in there? Yeah. By week three, the backbone, nervous system, and spinal column are forming. By week four, the baby has eyes, arms, legs, and hands. You can detect brain waves. At six weeks, the baby has a heartbeat. Whose heartbeat is that? Whose is it? The baby's, yeah. The baby's. It's not the mother's heartbeat. If you end a heartbeat, you're not ending her heartbeat. That's right. Week nine to ten, you get teeth, fingers, and toes developing. It can turn its head, it can frown, and it can hiccup. That's week nine or ten. Y'all ever held a baby when it yawns or it hiccups? You ever bounce a baby on your knee? I was doing it last night. Baby weaves. Dominic and Jenna, you know, the baby weaves on my leg. And this kid, yeah, this kid has everything going for him. Parents that love him. A church that loves him. And what this is saying, that at 10 weeks... Baby can hiccup. Can turn its head. It can frown. And what, 20 more, 20 something more weeks, you'll be holding that baby in your arms. <laughs> Feeding the baby. Loving the baby. Taking care. Giving it the baby sniffs. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. <laughs> the baby, babies have the cutest sniffs, you know, like. <sighs> keep going. So, week 14, the heart is pumping several quarts of blood. Week 15, the baby has adult taste buds. By about 18 weeks, pain receptors are developed throughout the body. The baby can react to stimuli after 5.5 weeks. So they did some studies. The baby would actually pull from stimuli by five and a half weeks. Wow. You telling me that is something that can just be done away with i wonder if it's still up there's a video it's called it's on silentscreams.org silent mm. screams where it shows the guy did an ultrasound while they were performing the abortion and you could yeah. see the baby screaming you could see it and they call it silent screams i was going to write a song on it years ago <laughs> never got to it um let's see five years after the abortion women were twice as likely to feel guilt and 60% more likely to feel shame, right? So that's after. Now, the reason I wanted to go through those quick stats is a lot of times we don't understand the development process. We don't understand how early this thing is developing, right? Week three, you have a backbone. You've got a nervous system. You've got a spinal column, right? All that's forming. Week four, the baby has eyes, arms, legs, and hands. By 
little over week five, it's responding to stimuli. But we're 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 going. Oh, it, it's just a clump of cells. It's okay, right? So I want to get into the third third trimester. Um, induction procedure, injection, and stillbirth. So this is performed at 25 weeks to term. Child could survive outside of the mother. Baby is injected with dioxin or digoxin, which causes cardiac arrest. This means a stopped heart. You have to cause cardiac arrest. We would run people to the hospital to save them. Bro. (laughs) We have teams trained to deal with cardiac arrest. EMTs, doctors, nurses, they train for cardiac arrest and how to resuscitate. And you, because of a choice, because of a choice, can end a baby's life by cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, well, that's a really low percentage that that happens. I don't care. It still happens. And you're still fighting for the option to do that. So don't tell me that that's fine and that's okay. It just doesn't happen all that much. If you have to use the argument that, well, it doesn't happen all that often, something's wrong. You already admitted that something's wrong with the process. Because otherwise you'd say, hey, more of it. Let's do it. Game on. That's so good. Right? That's so good, dude. Remember they used to say legal, safe, and rare? Why would you care about the word rare? Now, they they finally got honest and, and did away with it, or they realized the... the um, philosophical paradox that they were falling into. But you're going to tell me that you have to stop a heart and babies definitely at this stage feel pain. If the baby's not birthed as a stillbirth, the abortionist will dissect the body like the second trimester and remove the pieces. You're telling me that's okay. Oh, well, most of them happen in the first trimester. Okay. So you have to take a drug to stop blood flow to a living being that if you didn't stop that blood flow to, would grow arms, legs, feet, would start to hiccup and frown, would move, kick. First trimester of what? Birth. Life. Life. Fetus, which is Latin for little one. The word fetus. Yeah. <laughs> little one. Little you're one. Ama- you're admitting it. All these people who are on the left, because there's a lot of people coming to the pro-life movement, so I'm so yeah. stoked about that. But a lot of people on the left, when they say fetus, you're telling on yourself, you're literally killing a little one. These Hollywood people who come out and say, go get them now because they're going to stop it. It's not like it's not like buying a hot dog. Why off the side of the road, dude? Why is it that we have to be encouraged to be proud of something that we don't normally feel proud of? 
You know what I mean? Like the, the whole shout your abortion movement. Do I have to tell you to shout your feeding of the homeless? It's true. Do I have to tell you to shout your raising your son in a strong, faithful manner? Ask how many of these women are for war. <laughs> probably not a lot of them. Matter of fact, a majority probably wouldn't be for war. And you want to be exactly like a man. The same rights as a man, the same ju- all this stuff, same treatment. How many men do you see out there marching with you advocating for abortion? <laughs> I'm just I'm just asking. I'm talking about men. Real hardworking men. That's why I didn't say anything. I was gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it. Go for it. And you know what, dude? I'll say it. Are you are maybe effeminate men will stand out there yeah. with you who want attention. Are you a true, I don't even want to say traditional or old-fashioned, but are you a true man if you think the taking of innocent life is A-OK? That's exactly right. So you want to be just like a man so it's in your hand now to take a life? You don't like war because of all the innocent life being taken. Hmm. How do you know that baby didn't want to die, that died? How do you know that mother didn't want to die? How do you know? See, this is so stupid, isn't it? I agree with you. I hate war. I'm not for the Republican Party and the warmonger machine. I hate it. I think it's stupid that we're spending money overseas and building bases. Yeah. You know how many bases we have all over the world? It's to keep us safe. Yeah, from what? We have the strongest military force in, in, in the world, right? What's Poland going to do to us? What, what, what can anybody do to us? Really? You know what I mean? It's it's so ridiculous to me. There's no reason for war, and I get it. I understand, unless we're attacked, right? I get that. But there's no reason for war. There's no no reason for war. So you're against war, but you're for abortion. Just think about that, okay? And it's and I'm talking to the men too that are yeah. for it. I'm talking to the men, right? So one of the things I wanted to talk about was, especially after that is why is it that we can sit and justify all these things? Now, I will say this. There was a study done uh, from 1970 to 2017. The, the, the abortion rates are decreasing. Yeah. <laughs> Which More and more generations are becoming pro-life. Yes, and that's a good As thing. As the science advances, we're, yes. we're having more and more questions about, ah, this looks a lot like life earlier and earlier. Here's here's where we're going to gain hope because I don't want to be like an angry elf on the stinking show, okay? <clears throat> yeah, we already hit that point. I, <laughs> I, I thank God for youth ministries, youth groups, churches that are reaching out to their communities, synagogues, right? I thank God for like the Cubs, the, the, the scouts, and I thank yeah. God for these things even though they're going weird, right? Uh, and I mean they're going away from their original tenants, dude. It's supposed to be a godly organization. You know, the YMCA yeah. was founded by a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? I forget the, 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 the title of YMCA. Young like, Men's Christian Association. That's it. Young Men's and Christian Association. And they still Association. carry the YMCA moniker. Still carry the YMCA moniker, and they won't even acknowledge. Salvation Army founded by William Booth. He was a preacher, okay? Yeah. So these organizations, the Kiwanis Clubs, all these things, getting kids involved, uh, a lot of nonprofit organizations reaching out to kids in the inner city, trying to take them out of their environment and teach them value of life and all these things, and that you're worth something. 
those movements are really helping the, the destroy abortion. Thank God, right? Mm. But evil still continues because I don't think uh, that 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 even though there's still many abortions pr- still happening, right? The 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 instances in which they occur are still the same. Yeah. Less than one percent. What is it? Less than one percent of all abortions are com- are, are, are are committed in cases of rape and incest. Yep. Right. I got a st- couple statistics here that I, I want to share, but Mike, I, I just you were the one that brought this up. I, I hate talking about it. To me, it's a no brainer. And you know what? I don't even need to tell you statistics. I don't need to tell you about third trimester, first trimester. For me, it's very simple. God gives life. You don't. Who yeah. are you to take away life? Plain and simple. Right. That's that is so easy for me. I don't even need to debate it or argue it or anything like that. What about if the mother's hurt? Of course. Yes. There's some procedures, right. That, that have to, ha- I understand that. Right. I understand that <laughs> we can get into a whole thing of that. You know what I mean? Like, why does that happen? Why does that happen? Cause sin entered into the world. Mm-hmm. We're the sinners, man. We're the ones destroying ourselves. We're, we're so the ones to, and you won't listen to God's 10 commandments. Right. And you depend on all these people in a House, Senate and Judiciary and a president that make all these laws restraining you from rights to be the arbiters of life. The same people that kept slavery alive. Right. Same people. The the same people you get mad at every day. Exactly. For all the stuff you want they them pull. to be in charge of life, you, you want them to be in charge of life and dude, rights, dude. You're crazy, you're so crazy, right, right? So, this is a 2004 study, and I don't even like I don't like polls, I don't like especially polls. Polls bother me because no. it's like, yeah, you know, what was it? Remember when uh, uh, the Orlando the Orlando shooting happened at the polls? Some, some study done, Pew Research did it, it said 91% of oh, all people yeah. are for gun control, 91% of people are for gun control. First off. That is insane if you think 91% of 327 million people are for gun control. Or for anything. <laughs> right, right. They don't even have an opinion half the yeah. time, right? So, but here's where this, this is where it went bad. This is why I cannot stand polls, right? You know how many people were interviewed in that poll? 1,200 people. Represent 330 million people? Every poll, look at it. Here's one yeah. of them. Here's one of them. Because I'm only going to read it because... I'm going to use your same theory against you, right? In 2004, the uh, Guttmacher Institute anonymously, anonymously surveyed 1,209 post-abortive women. Post-abortives. In other words, they had yeah, an abortion. they had an abortion. From nine different abortion clinics across the country, of the women they surveyed, 957 provided a main reason for having an abortion. Almost another, almost 1,000 of them uh, provided a reason. This table lists each reason and percentage of response, respondents who chose it. Right. 25% of them said not ready for a child which is irresponsibility. 23%, they can't afford a baby, which is irresponsibility. 19%, done having children, which is irresponsibility. Don't want to be a single mother was 8%, which is irresponsibility. Unless the dude's raping you. It's his fault then. And guys, I am more against rapists than anything. I've said this several times. John's witness, your witness. Rapists should be castrated. In my book, I, I honestly believe yeah. that. And a rapist who can take a woman's uh, piece like that should be in jail. Not for three years either. You want him praying on your... No. <laughs> Keep him in jail. Yeah. Right? And that's me. And if you got a problem with that, show me scripture. 
seven <clears> percent <throat> uh, not mature enough to raise a child. You notice the trend? It's mm-hmm. all irresponsibility. Yeah, it's 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 all. I can't do this right now. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Four percent would interfere with education or career. I can't do this right now. Can't do this right now. How we should have said them all, dude. I can't do this right now. <laughs> here's here's where it gets real. Four percent physical health problems. Okay. Okay. Let's we can have a discussion about yes, that. Yes, I'm still not for abortion, but the discussion there, there's on the a table. discussion to be had right. for that. Fetal health problems. It would depend on what the health problems yeah, are, dude. right? Yeah, it's, it's that, that's a because tough one. now we're getting uh, uh, Iceland and Denmark have completely eradicated Down syndrome through abortion. Through abortion, Down syndrome done. And there was <laughs> there was an interview, I think this was in the Netherlands. And they had a a professor talking to a guy who was 20, 30 with Down syndrome. And the professor was basically telling him to his face, yeah, if I had my way, you wouldn't be here. People have decided that children with Down syndrome don't deserve to live. And these countries have have followed through with it. So like the, the... Physical health or, or health of the baby stuff, it's kind of like, okay, what's the issue? Mm, good point. You know? Great point. See, that's good thinking. Now, here's where it gets real. Less than 0.5% were in cases of a victim of rape. Less than, than 0.5%. Right. Now, that's just 1,000 people. Let's check out the national statistics. In 2015, there were seven to one, and th- just in the state of Florida alone, 71,740 abortions in Florida. This is in 2015. Uh, here's, here's, where, uh, here's where it gets real, right? <laughs> this is the reasons for abortion. 92% of them didn't want to answer. Hmm. No reason. They elected not to answer. Sounds like you're very Come on, proud. why? You've thought it through. Own it. Men, own it. Cowards you are to send your woman to kill your baby. Mm-hmm. Cowards. Or to tell your friend, you really can't do this right now. It's just better if you go and, and get an abortion. Or to put a public service announcement saying, you need to be pro-choice. You, you have this ability. You have this option. Women's reproductive rights. It's not reproduction. There's no reproduction in an abortion. It is the ending of reproduction, right? So once again, it's not the woman that feels she doesn't have any choices, whether it's finances, career, or can't deal with another child right now. She's going in there feeling she has no other options. That's because she's been told she doesn't have any other options. Totally true. She's, she's been told her only choice is to have that abortion. Here's, right, you're right. Keep going. And instead of coming alongside and going, you know what, this is going to be tough, but I have some resources. I am here Church. for you. Church. We we are going to do what we Church. need to do to raise this child. Church. Huh. Funny. Church. Church. A great place where the church, church is. Church. And the church is trying. The church is trying. 
But I'm, now I'm more saying, and more, what, yeah. go to the church. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now more and more, the church is being told, "Well, you can't be involved in this part." Bull of it. crap. You can't be involved in this. It's time aspect. to start standing, church, because you are involved in this. You're the one and that's you supposed have to, to be. protect the innocent and the fatherless and the widow yeah. and the sick, right? So let, let's let's continue. I want to say this: I don't blame any woman. So to to kind of bring it all back together, you know, we were we were talking a lot about like it's not. The woman who's getting the abortion that we're, we're we're going after, up. right? In fact, it's the opposite. It's those are the people that I want to wrap my arms around and say, "We can get through this." I can't. I can't get mad at you. No, if you feel you have no choice, that's your only no way option. out. Like, and and a lot of women go into that scared, unsure, questioning, right? Am I doing the right thing? I, I don't know if I should do this, but I have to. You're exactly right. I think every woman, this is, I don't want this to sound like it's a bragging thing because it's not. I just value women. Yeah, I really do. I don't know of a young adult in the group that I don't go up to and tell them you're treasured of God. No. Keep it. Keep pure. Keep innocent. You're worth something. I, I probably do it to every one of them. How many times do they get that? A reaffirming word. Of who they are in Christ, yeah. right? And and hope. And, go ahead. That, that's yeah. that, so we were going to get there. And, go ahead. And and the idea of hope. How often are they really given hope? Look, I know the finances are tough right now, but there is hope. Yeah, dude. You, I know you feel like your career is going to suffer with this. There's hope. There's total hope. Right. There's total hope. And and God is a big God. And can take care of That's you. right. That's right. And, you know, there's so many people and organizations that want to help. So many. And the one thing I want to say, because I've met many young girls who have committed abortion, and those are the ones, when you saw me and you get heated. It's not say, them. Yeah, I want to say this direct, directly to them. We're not mad at you. No. We're mad at this is the only choice you have. No. Because we wouldn't stand up for it. And we're mad that people have Dude, told you this yes. is the only choice. Guys, Mike's, I want to say Mike, Mike's 32. I'm 37, about to be 38, right? What we're doing is all we can when we travel and preach nationally, when we get to go meet these people, when I get to pastor, what we're doing is breaking the cycle in these young mm-hmm. women, that this is the only choice that they have. That is my job, right? I get upset because of what hasn't been done, yep. okay? Is there a lot of good organizations out there? Yes, and I support them. Yes, I donate to them. Absolutely. There's a new movement called Abolish Abortion Now. I support it. I really do. There's a lot of pro-life groups that that I support. Absolutely. I support pro-life candidates. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's what I'm saying. It's continued, and it hasn't stopped. And unless we start talking this way, that, no, we're going to end this, whatever it takes, because people have the same arguments about slavery. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Right? They were less than. They were less than. Blacks were less than. What gave you the right to sell anybody? That's why I don't defend the founders, some of the founders that had slaves. Are you kidding me? I don't defend the 20-year decision of of letting it end in 20 years. I don't defend any of that stuff. I believe had they done it God's way, it would have been chaos at first, but God would have vindicated. Yep. Right? Yeah. And, And so what we're saying to you is we're not mad at you. We're not mad at the decision or the, you know, we're, we're not, I'm mad at this is the only option you have. Here's the cool part, hope. 
there is so much in the loving arms of my father that delivered me from sin. He took away my shame, my guilt, my works, my life. He took away everything that I destroyed and he put it on the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. And he gave you hope. That is the love of my father. He will never look at you in shame. He looks at you as a daughter. And if you're out there and you've done this and you've committed an abortion, there is so much love for you and so much hope for you, so much forgiveness for you. And I promise you that God did it for me. I violated a girl, not in a mean way or rape way. I violated her by taking away her innocence. I took advantage of her right before I became a Christian. We didn't have sex, but I went pretty far with certain things. I manipulated her mind to get her to do things for me. All these things. God took away my shame. Ask my wife if I ever treated her that way. Ever since then, I made it a mission to not only do it myself, but to teach my children, my boys, all three of them, to make sure that they love and respect women. That they're not a piece of meat. That they are treasured in the eyes of God. And men, all of you who have suffered and seen your babies be aborted, or those of you that wanted your wife to get an abortion and now you're feeling the guilt of it, same thing, boys. You got the same type of forgiveness in the love of Jesus Christ. And here's what happens when you become a Christian. He makes you a man. He made me one. He made me responsible. He made me financially independent. He made me a man after his own heart and wisdom and knowledge and justice and prudence and charity. He did that to me. I'm not a pansy. Are you kidding me? I fight because my kids need a country that's free. And not that they have to worry about, is someone going to tell them that they're not worth it or good enough? They're going to get that all the, all the time anyways. And if I'm not the one affirming them, they're going to die. They, they will sit and wallow in shame and sorrow. And I'm not going to let them do that because they're my boys. These guys are champions. Buddy, what are you? Champions, aren't you? What do I say about you being better than me? I'm smart. Hmm. I'm good at reading books. I love reading books. But I always tell you what about me. You're always going to be what? Mean God. But you're always going to be what than me? Smarter. And better. So I think I'd probably tell them that almost every day. You guys will surpass me in knowledge. You will surpass me in money. You will surpass me in raising your kids. You're going to surpass me in being a loving husband. You're going to be better than me. I know you will. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been on the abortion track, and we've, we've hinted towards the man. We've hinted towards that idea. And I, I think we need to really identify a big problem in society today. We've talked about this a lot um, in pa- past podcasts, what a man really is, right? Um, and at some point here, I want to get Jonathan on the microphone. Um, what are the characteristics of a man? We've lost it. Yeah, and let's, let's go with this for a minute. What is it? One of the things we talked about was character. Yeah. You know a man by his character. You know what he is behind closed doors. He's going to be in public. You know when a man keeps to his word, it's very in him. You just said it. What did you describe? He was stoic, but he's humble. Um, There's a strength about him. There's a confidence about him. He's not out to prove anything. Uh, He's not out to prove himself right. He's not out to prove 
anybody wrong. He's just out to be himself and to teach his sons and his kids the same way and to love his wife and to, mm. to take care of what God gave him and to be independent and, and to make a better society for those around him and help and have charity for those. And, and you told a story um, that I, I won't go into any of the details, but a man was in a, a very harsh situation in front of his daughter. Racist situation, yeah. yeah. Very racist. And, and he handled it so well. And you know what? Years down the road, she's going to remember that her dad handled that like a man of God. That's exactly right. And hopefully, That's a man. And hopefully she'll marry the kind of man that can handle situations exactly. like that because now she knows what a man should be. Exactly. Right? I want to get Jonathan on here Yeah, real let's quick. get him on. And you ask him the question. All right, could you please state your name for the record? Jonathan Berg. Jonathan, what do you do for a living? I am a full-time student. And what do you do for us? I uh, record the cameras. Everything. <laughs> I, I do it all. He does it all. So, so, Jonathan, we were talking about what what a man is, mm-hmm. right? And we were, we were talking about your approach to a relationship. Right. Now, we, we don't have to get into details of certain relationships, yeah, but, who, who is, but... Yeah, it, <laughs> Her name is Candace. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not really. It's Cynthia. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about your your blossoming relationship with this girl. And what were the standards that you were telling us? Why? How do you treat her and why? So... This is my first real relationship. You know, I haven't really dated any girls or anything like that. You know, um, in high school, I was kind of like not myself. I didn't have an identity in Christ. So I just, you know, didn't feel confident. Yeah. But came to Revive, um, you know, met Passy. And, you know, I just surrendered my heart to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, you're going to control, you know, you're going to guide me in my life. Yeah. You know, and in that process, I became more confident. Um, and then I met this girl uh, through church. You know, I saw the way she worshiped, you know, um, you know, obviously she's attractive, you know, that's one thing, but it's not everything. Um, but I saw her worshiping and I was like, you know, like, you know, what, what did the Lord tell me I wanted? And it was somebody who's yielded to God, you know, Mm -hmm. their number one person in their life is not, you know, it's going to be their boyfriend or their husband. It's going to be the Lord, you know, because that's the rock that we all have. Mm -hmm. We have to have. Um, so that's pretty much what I was looking for. Number one. Yeah. If they're yielded to God. So how do you, how do you treat her now? Like why, what's, what's your underlying philosophy as, as you interact with her? Um, so I mean like what aspects do you mean? Like emotionally, physically? So how, how are you a man for her? Um, so I was telling Matthew this earlier. I have it on my phone right now. Um, I was, you know, starting to get in a relationship. I was looking online, you know, how do I pursue it in a godly way? And one thing that really struck out was, um, you know, this, uh, this line I got, it said, it's not about Lord, help me be pure, but instead, Lord, help me worship and honor you with my body and her body. How do I honor God? Is it about not doing this and that and making sure that all these rules are met? Or is it just saying simply, how do I honor the Lord? Amen. You know, 
Yeah. It's really simple, honestly. I told her, I tell her this all the time. I'm like, I don't have any pressure or any, like, you know, I'm not anxious around you. Like, I'm really peaceful because I know, like, you know, who to, who to trust, who to guide me, you know, pursuing you. And it's been great. And guaranteed she has a greater respect for you because of that. Yeah. Because you've, you've set down these boundaries or, the, or these foundations of, I'm looking to God in order to respect you. Mm-hmm. Now, a man is, is somebody who has character and integrity. And character and integrity are, are both things that we, we line up with our beliefs or our foundations, right? And a man who has greater character, greater integrity is more consistent in those. Right. And that's what you're trying to do is be as consistent as possible exactly, with, yeah. with the standards God set, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's very important. So thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. So, thank you for having me. No problem. We should get him on for a full interview. All right. We, you know what? We will. We'll talk about a story. Matter of fact, I asked him to help us self-evident because of the character that he has. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a reason that I wanted him to be on and help us. Matter of fact, he pretty much dropped everything to do it, you know? So <clears throat> through, through all of that, we kind of went through it all. We kind of said the gospel. We didn't kind of. Through it all, we said the gospel. Uh, we, listen, Jesus Christ came to set you free. I said this tonight in prayer. I finally feel like he set me free from the law of sin and death. The only reason I fight now is to honor him, not to prove anything right or wrong. No. God loves life. We're created in his image. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. He hates um, when the innocent are taken advantage of. He tells us men and women to, to true religion, pure religion undefiled is this, then the man uh, visit the fatherless and the, and the widows and their affliction to keep himself inspired from the world. He's really big on the fatherless. He says he's the father to the fatherless. This is God, you guys. And um, we need to honor that. And, and the reason why we do that um, is because he's got the perfect way. I don't think I've ever seen God fail. He's never told me one thing to do that destroyed me. Um, my, my choices in destroying myself were decisions that I made, but even the hardships in my life have led me down to realize what his love is. You know what I mean? Like all things really do work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So even when it seems hard now, you said it before, when you don't have money, it's okay. There's all things work together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose, right? Mistakes, sins, that's nothing for God. That's nothing for Jesus Christ to absolve. Nothing that his blood can't absolve. That's nothing for God. God loves to work with un- impossible odds. Oh my gosh, that's that's where that's he's glorified, favorite, man. Dude, right? straight up. Where you are weak, I am strong. Bingo. Where you know like I love when I tell people about their ministries, what is it the one thing that you know you want to do that you can't? That's probably that's the ministry probably, you're yeah. supposed to do because it's impossible. Yep. Right? I want to raise a million dollars for blah blah blah. Is it a passion? Oh yeah. Get working. He'll mm-hmm. do it. You got to knock, but he'll do it. And I promise you he will. God is so awesome to give you that opportunity. And guys, listen, um, this is the 13th one. And I don't know why we chose this one to do abortion, uh, to do the topic of abortion. Uh, but we're all about pro-life here. We're really big on life. And um, our fruit shows it. You know, we really care about the country, people. And it's so sad that I have to say this of all nationalities and creeds and race. Yeah. I mean, we, we, bro, look, 
I just, man, my best friend's Korean. One of my best friends. You know what I mean? You're white. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got Puerto Rican really good friends. Some of my leaders are from, you know, Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and all this stuff in Cuba and all that. You know what I mean? Like the race has nothing to do with it. Sin has everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. But in the same token, righteousness has everything to do with it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Again, it's the 13th podcast. We're working on 14 now. Yep. Guys, it's been 14 it's weeks flying. that we've been. This is crazy. I this is crazy. That, and dude, it's comfortable. Sounds, that sounds weird to me when we say up next 14. 14. Week. I know, dude. 14th week. And it's so comfortable. And it's like yeah. we I, we look forward to this. Like, you know how it's like my you would favorite think, part of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is like some we've had to cancel because it got too late. You know, yeah. we do this at night uh because he works full time and I'm working at the church and then like we had church tonight, uh, you know, Wednesday night, so we had to do it tonight. Yeah. And uh but most of the time I think if I had a burden, like it was a burden to me, I'd be like, oh, we gotta do the podcast. Not at all. It's not even like that. I'm always excited to do it. It's so (laughs) awesome because we get to just like share with you not only our heart, but Jesus Christ and Christ crucified and resurrected. I get to preach about the love of my my dad, man, my father, God. I get to preach about the Holy Ghost who leads me and he guides me to the truth, who's a comforter, who convicts me of righteousness and says that you are righteous because of my son, because because of the blood of Jesus. That to me is something worth preaching. Absolutely. Not condemnation. I'm angry at sin. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Only because it takes life. That's and that's a difference Only because, that we have to make. Yeah. Is I'm not angry for sin because of sin. We're we're angry at sin and we're angry at the, the promotion of sin. That's exactly right. We we care about the way God wanted That's exactly to be. right. That's right. Yeah. And, and that's that's different. Right. It is different because you're looking at it the right way, right? You're looking at it as righteous now. The mm-hmm. only reason we stand against sin is because it violates life and it violates the Lord. That's yeah. it. Not because of sin. Not because we're trying to prove anything right. Guys, this is about, if you guys think this is about making money, <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Like, not even close. We're, um, we're only negative 750 bucks. Close more than that, dude, all the time. Uh, yeah, labor. that's we're, true. We're, we're, we're Negative a couple thousand. Yeah, using our computers, wasting yeah. our... Oh, anyways, God's good, though. <laughs> we so anyways, guys, again, thank you for tuning in. It's podcast number 13. If you go on theselfevidenttruth.com, theselfevidenttruth.com, and you guys can look at all of what we're doing. Um, our bios, you guys can book us for an- another event. We have mm-hmm. that going on. Guys, we just became... <laughs> This is so cool. I can actually say this now. We've become the teen, national teen track speakers of the Greater Homeschool Conventions. It's I'm called so Great Homes- about Yeah, that. yeah. And so they want us to advertise for them. We'll put the logo down below on the website um, that we're starting to advertise. I get to talk to teens all over the country. Um, these are national events that they want us to come at. Um, mm-hmm. And this is about apologetics, teaching our young people how to defend their faith. That's pretty dang awesome. I just met with some people yesterday about here in the local area in Florida, I get to go and teach Latin people what it's like to be an American and how to <laughs> teach them to be American. Oh, that's cool. They, they want to bring us into the school systems and do this with the Latin yeah. kids. Dude, I'm down for that. Heck yeah. You know, it's so, and it's not just Latin kids, it's adults. Yeah. Dude, this is so amazing. Like, and, and I'm, I'm so grateful. Dude, the stuff we get to do with the uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I get to go to uh, a school here every Friday and preach mm-hmm. to kids. A couple weeks ago, we saw 13 souls get saved. I mean, the opportunity I get to work at a church that values uh, family and community and, and supports the ministry self-evident. I get to have a ministry called self-evident and we get to travel all over the country and preach yeah. uh, the biblical view of, of government and God and why it's so important to, to, I mean, guys, 
this like the things we get to do are so awesome. And it's only because of you guys. It's only because of people supporting and liking and sharing these posts and people donating to us. So if you guys want to do that, you feel moved and compelled to do that. Uh, again, the self evident truth.com forward slash donate. If you go into our Patreon page, it's patreon.com uh, forward slash self evident ministries. Again, uh, below in the description, you'll see our YouTube links and all these other things, our, our Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Thank you for all the love, the support, even all the hate. We love it. Um, and I mean that, dude. I don't yeah. care. We I don't like care. down votes. Dude, we, we <laughs> love when you guys hate on it. I love yeah. when people are mad. Like, and not for mad's sake, but it's because you're engaging. Yeah. Like, at I'm least cool you with care. It. At least you care to engage. Better than I'm totally fine with that. So, guys, God bless you. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. Next week, it's it's 14, buddy. We're, we're just rolling along. We got more interviews coming, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see what's on the horizon. Yeah. Massey and Mike signing out, y'all. I love you guys.